this Chelsea season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parley Play. Parley Play is a lead pipe lock-in for Parley and player props. Go to parleyplay.io. Use a promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, my name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. We are carrying on our countdown to the Premier League season with a preview of all 20 teams. Not many to go. Uh, this one's exciting. This one is Chelsea. Um, and joining me is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. Nice to see you there. Hello, Malcolm. It's been a while. Ah, I'm keeping well since seven minutes ago, since we last did this. <laughs> Anything happened? Um, not a lot, really. Um, it's all a bit quiet. Now. We're having a bit of a debate over who's going shopping. Um, oh. Because I need to go in the office tomorrow, which means taking the car, and Helen needs food, which means she'd have to have the car to go shopping. Or somebody has to go shopping tonight. Uh, uh, i a little bit stubborn about it. I don't want to go. <laughs> so, what is it, the big weekly shop, is it? No, nah, just making sure there's like stuff in for tomorrow. Um, it's, Can you not just you you think not get a little it. delivery in, Baz? You know when the kids are like, at school, you don't have to think of these like lunches and yeah, I um, it's making sure the kids have got stuff. So, yeah, other than that, Malcolm, nothing's happened really. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the, the IT department's becoming increasingly furious with me sitting here. Uh, she's like, to take the boy to football and also can't have anything to eat because I'm in the kitchen, she can't make a tea. Uh, so our presence on these shows uh, is wearing pretty thin, Baz. Uh, but luckily, this is quite a good fun one. Chelsea, Baz, what on earth? Uh, we've said some of the some of the mid-table ones have been a bit boring. And even some of the other end, like Man City was a bit boring, because what do you do with Man City? You kind of know what you're going to get. Chelsea, or the exact opposite, you don't know at all what you're going to get. Um, they were a shambles last year, an absolute shambles. This year promises much more with Pochettino in charge. But then equally, they've still got a gazillion players to bed in. They've got all the players to sign last year. They're still signing players. So they're after Tyler Adams. Like, they can still only play 11 players. Um, there is a, something um, that speaks to the size of their squad, which is quite funny, which we'll get onto in a little while. Something I just asked you before we started. But, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to have a look around what we expect from Chelsea. Uh, we will make some uh, betting picks based on those opinions of me and Baz. And then later on, we'll have a look at Fantasy League as well. Uh, and try and give you some Chelsea players to watch. There are any Chelsea fans who have joined us, um, found us by mistake here, to consume some Chelsea content before the season starts. Uh, this is the place to be. Uh, we have a, a sort of a bi-weekly chat, me and Baz. We give out some betting picks. We go through all the cards. Uh, we cover the Champions League, international breaks, um, lots of silliness and shenanigans as well, and the FPL. Um, you'll find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, Premier League Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP and Premier. Um, so, yeah, give us a like, rate and review. Uh, and just come back and join us through the season uh, and we'll try and pick some winners as we go. 
Baz, Chelsea for you. Do you have good memories, bad memories of Chelsea? Um, I've never been a big fan of Chelsea. Um, I suppose we, we talked about teams who were been good when we were good and um, obviously that was a long time ago I suppose Chelsea's takeover came along at the time where we were starting to decline weren't we yeah that's um, right yeah. I mean as, as a Newcastle fan you, you would love it to be those days like the Chelsea takeover where we could just buy who we wanted uh, and not have to worry about money um, but but we can't um, I, nah I mean I can't really think of any Massive games that really stand out or anything. Um, so no, not much. What about you, Malcolm? Uh, reception's gone a bit here while you're here, but um, yeah, uh, the thing that I suppose I remember most is the cup semi final, the one we got beat 2 1. Um, because a weird one because obviously that was the greatest single moment of being a Newcastle yeah. fan. Is, when Robert Lee scored that equaliser, because we've been to Wembley a couple of times and not bothered scoring um, against Arsenal in the cup finals and Man United and what have you. And then that one against Chelsea, we were 1-0 down and we equalised. And that was purely that 90 seconds of going absolutely mental was the best 90 seconds we've had because it's the nearest we've come to. We've never got in front in a cup final or a semi-fair. We'd never come from behind to equalise. And that was it. Um yeah, and I was at that one. I, th- I think it was Poirier, wasn't it? Did Poirier get both the goals for them? Poirier got the second one. I remember Kieran Dye. We were right in the front row. Kieran Dye was lying down injured right in front of us. And nowadays, it just stopped the game, but they carried on. And Poirier scored the header when Dye was down injured. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was it. Like So, yeah. And then, I mean, Chelsea were good. They would come up and repeatedly hump us. Uh, Didier Drogba, I remember seeing him up here a load of times. My first... Uh, there's probably a handful of times where I've seen a footballer who I was absolutely astounded by. And the first time I saw Didier Drogba was when he played for Marseille in that cup semi-final against Newcastle. And I just, I was sitting quite behind the dugout and I just couldn't believe the size and the power and the strength of him. I mean, he was covering like 25 foot with each stride. Like he was just absolutely incredible. And then carried on to pain. I think he pained everyone in the Premier League, not just Newcastle fans. Like, but yeah, um, Chelsea, I've never been away to Chelsea, actually, one of the few teams I've not been to. Um, but yeah, generally thought of as quite an unpleasant uh, place to visit, just sort of always difficult to go. And I mean, they've had a, they've had a great run, but it has dropped away a little bit with the, with the emergence of Manchester City. Um, but yeah, last season was just wild, really. I'm not really sure what happened. It was great expectations under Graham Potter. They signed everybody. Um, between them and Forrest there was no players there spent an absolute fortune and then it just turned into Champions they actually started alright they sort of won four games in a row quite early on um, and then the wheels came off pretty quickly um, and after the wheels came off I'm not entirely sure what they were doing when they appointed Frank Lampard um, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse I mean they had one win in nine that saw Potter sucked including that uh, 4-1 defeat at Brighton, I think was a bit of a hammer in his coffin after he'd come from Brighton. Appointed Lampard. Um, I mean, they went on a run of, what, three wins in 21? Two of those were against Leeds and Leicester who got relegated. Uh, the players just seemed to down tools 
and it was really baffling, Bas. I mean, it was great for a betting point of view because we faded them on a weekly basis. Like, I remember getting Villa to beat them at five to one one week. Um, and every time they went away from home, you just kind of faded them. So it was a really a head-scratching season, Bas. But this year, obviously Pochettino, great reputation, um, knows the Premier League, did a very good job with Tottenham without winning anything. Um and they continue to spend money. Like I've just said, they're still picking uh, players up. I mean, their squad must be absolutely gigantic now. Uh, but it's going to be a competitive league. You've, Chelsea, you've now got Newcastle and Aston Villa and Brighton to contend with uh, for those top four spots. Um, so, yeah, what do you expect, Buzz? It's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, there's been a huge amount of change. Obviously, Pochettino coming in. Um you could argue that they've been as active in the transfer market this year as they were last year, only this time there's a bit more balance in terms of ins and outs, whereas last year it was just loads of incomings. There has been, yeah. you know... They have had yeah, they have the got squad. shot of a few, you're right. Yeah, so they've had to trim the squad down, that was inevitable. Um, I think there was clearly a bit of a need to balance the books as well. They've actually made a profit this transfer window so far. Um, I think they probably had to balance the books a little, hence the sales of Havertz and Mount to, to bring in some good money. Um, so, yeah, they turned a profit, although that could change. I know they're still continuing to pursue uh, Caicedo from Brighton. That would uh, push them into positive spend. I mean, it was clear last season they needed a striker. Uh, Nicholas Jackson and Nkunku have, have come in to help that situation. But I'd say Chelsea are one of the hardest for me to work out ahead of the season. Um, yeah. I look at it and I think they could finish anywhere from 2nd to 10th. And I wouldn't be massively surprised. Um, I mean, second's probably a bit of a stretch. The squad's got potential for a good season, and, and Pochettino is definitely a boost. I definitely think they'll improve on last season. I mean, they'd, they'd struggle not to. But it's just how much can they improve in one season is what I'm not so sure about. So, I mean, you look at the, the key signings. You, you mentioned the ins and the outs. They brought in Nkunku, um, Jackson. Uh, De Sassi came in last week, uh, 45, 40 million pound signing from, um, that was at Monaco, I think, wasn't it? A uh, centre back. But going out, they have lost Havertz, Mount, Kovacic, Koulibaly, Pulisic, Mendy, Loftus Cheek, Kante, Azpilicueta, uh, Bakayoko, Fafana, or Bamiyang. So there has been loads going out. Um, lots of activity, and it's just how much. That team settles. I mean, in the pre-season, they've looked good. They've, they've not lost a game. Um, they came up against Brighton and Fulham in the Premier League series, whatever they called it in America. They beat both of them. They drew 1-1 with Newcastle, and then they had a 1-1 draw uh, just at the end of last week uh, against Dortmund. So, you know, decent quality of opposition. They're unbeaten. But as I say, the, the big question mark me is... is how quickly they can get back to where they were with so much change in one season. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, there's a couple of things in their favour and there's, there's a couple of things going against them. I think for, from our uh, point of view, trying to find any trends and patterns, Baz, you just have to throw out last year. You can't, we can't look at last year. There's been a lot of teams and you, you'd expect them to follow a similar template to what they did last year, teams. Whether they'll be defensive, whether they'll keep clean sheets, whether they'll score goals. Uh, I don't think you can do that at all with Chelsea, which makes them such an intriguing uh, proposition and, and so hard to establish what they're going to do this year. 
Uh, it's going to be a different team, a largely different team. There'll be five or six new faces in there that, that played uh, last season. Different manager, Ergo, a different style of play. Um, I don't know what their best team is at all. I've got no idea what their best team is. Um, Pochettino, it's going to take a long time, or certainly a couple of months maybe, uh, for Pochettino to uh, to get this to get this right. One of the things he does have though is time. I think they, they've got no European football, which is going to be a massive boost for them. Um, but he's still going to. You, I mean, you tell me which five or six of Sterling, Gallagher, Fernandez, Mudrik. Madwiki, uh, Chukwuemeka, Matson, Jackson, uh, Unkunku that you've just mentioned. I don't know if I miss. I mean, I must be definitely missing people. Tyler Adams, if the sign him. I mean, there's nine or ten, and they can only play five of them at the front half. The back four looks a little bit more settled. But Chilwell, uh, Colwell looks a good player. You've got Rhys James. You've got Thiago. Um, but I just think I think it's going to take time, and I think it's inevitable that they're going to fall behind initially. So I don't think they're certainly not going to make sort of a run for the for the league. I'm not expecting challenging for the championship. Uh, it's going to be top four, top six, or something like that if they get their act together. Like for uh, the numbers, Baz, to to win the league, Chelsea are eighteen to one uh, to finish in the top four. They're six to four plus one fifty. The top six finishes four to nine. That's minus 227. To miss out on the top four is one to two, minus 200. To miss out on the top six is 13 to eight. That's plus 162. Top half finish is 25 to one. On a bottom half finish is nine to one. 200 to one to get relegated. And on the handicap, they are a 19, they have a 19 points head start. Um, any of those bads, I mean, really tricky, but what, what draws your eye out of those numbers? Uh, as I say, this this is one of the hardest ones I've found for me to, to pick someone. I think expectation among the media and social media is that there'll be a massive improvement from Chelsea and, and they'll suddenly be right in the, the top four mix again. And I'm just not sure I can see them stretching it that far. I think they're just coming from a long way back. They were 27 points off the top four last season. Now, a lot of that was where they just basically threw away the end of the season with Lampard, didn't they? But they were still yeah. 18 points off the top six last season as well, and that's a huge jump to make in one season. And, and whilst they look to have improved their attacking options, which was, was a necessity, they've also lost some big names, Mount, Havertz, Azpilicueta, Kante. You know, some of them that have left are, are, are getting on, but it does leave a bit of a gap in terms of experience. When you lose players like Azpilicueta and Kante, it's the leadership you lose and the experience. I talked about this on the Liverpool podcast about how, how sort of the likes of Milner and Henderson leave leave more of a hole than, than what they offer on a playing side of things um, because of their leaders and that they, they have the experience to sort of get you a bit more out of your team. Um, I think Chelsea will be better, as I say, they have to be, but I think it'll be progress on a smaller scale than, than people are possibly predicting. So for me, I've gone for Chelsea to finish out of the top six. Um, we just think there's... I mean, outside of the top six for Chelsea is 13 to 8. What's that? Plus one, six, seven. Um, there's just a lot of teams in the in the hunt for the top four, top six this year. 
and Chelsea are coming the the, the longest from the longest way back. Um, so plus money, I, I feel. I think the top four from last season are all definitely going to be there or thereabouts again. Liverpool will definitely be, and so then that leaves one space left between. Chelsea, Spurs, Brighton, Villa. I mean, we've, we've pushed Spurs further down. Um, and there's no reason why Villa can't finish above Chelsea. There's no reason why um, Brighton could push them. Again, I mean, Brighton were the, were the team who, who did finish 18 points ahead of them last season. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Chelsea outside of the top six. Um, the Sports Gambler podcast Patreon um, is a great place to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest. It's got a $1,000 first place prize. The monthly SGP Stories podcast on there, just ad-free, and uh, it's full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPM. Uh, the Discord channel is outstanding. Um, sign up for all of that at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Well, Baz... Um, I didn't want the top four. Um, I think, I mean, Manchester City obviously were high on Newcastle and Newcastle fans, but also I can only see upside from Newcastle. Arsenal looked good yesterday. It then gets it's then competitive. Manchester United with short price, and then you've got the teams that you mentioned. It throws in Liverpool, Chelsea, whatever. And I do think it's going to take a little while for them to get going. Uh, like you say, I think maybe come come November, December, they could go on a right old run, like. But, you need to see it, I think. I mean, Chelsea fans will probably be dead excited. And as a Chelsea fan, if you wanted to put your money on a top four finish um, at six to four, wouldn't put you off at all. Um, but, I mean, th- that fifth to eight, Chelsea, Liverpool, Villa, Brighton, Spurs even, if you want to throw Spurs in there. Um, it's really, really competitive. And even a slow start might just might just catch you out there. Um, they have got, like I say, that added bonus of not playing in Europe is going to help a lot. I picked exactly the same as always, but... Fortunately, it was the pick was to miss the top six. Was it thirty to eight plus one sixty two? So, completely independently, we've come down on the same side. Um, I have written down a pick that you mentioned, and that was Villa to finish higher than Chelsea, which is a price of five to two plus two fifty. Um, the more I look at Villa, you know, and the business that they've done, and how the manager's going about stuff, the way they've played in pre-season, I've got a really good feeling about Villa. Uh, not a good feeling because I don't like it, but a strong feeling. Um, they could be um, up to sixth, maybe as high as fifth. I think they could even usurp Liverpool. Uh, it might just be edging Man United, you know, for that fourth spot. Um, so, yeah, they would be my two picks. If you wanted a, a positive pick for Chelsea, Baz, I think might be the uh, cup competitions, uh, particularly maybe the FA Cup. They've, they've they've done really well in the cup competitions historically lately. Uh They've got a cracking record in the FA Cup. They were like, haven't they won it plenty times recently? Have I got that confused with Sterling's Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, I can't think what the... Uh... No, I need to get out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yesterday, Malcolm. No, no you're right. Like, but um, in the uh, the FA Cup, one obviously starts in January. By that time, uh, Pochettino and Chelsea might absolutely be, uh, be hitting their straps and ready to put a run together. So... I think Chelsea to win one of the cups might be a live bet if you are a Chelsea better and you want to get involved in that. They would be, they would be my picks. Yes, yeah, Chelsea uh, uh, FA Cups, Malcolm. 
21-22, lost in the final. 20-21, yeah. lost in the final. 19-20, yeah. lost in the final. Yeah. And 16-17, lost in the final. So See? Actually, Told uh, you. So that's uh, four. They did, one, they did beat Manchester United 1-0 in 17-18. Uh, but you're right in terms of their appearances in the final. They've been in five of the last seven FA Cup finals. Oh, there you go. What price are they to win the FA Cup, Baz? Any idea? I would put them up now at seven to one if I was a boogie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at that. Well, you fight uh, that. I'll tell everyone, Baz, about this alliterative uh, new ad, um, new sponsor that we've got. Fantastic stuff from Parley Play. Uh, Parley Play is a great way to get down on your favourite Parley player props. Uh, football season right around the corner. That's football season. That shouldn't be on this show. Uh, NFL season is right around the corner. Parlay Play will have all your favourite props and Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Uh, plus for our friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. Uh, sign up with our code to get a sweet bonus to get started. Um, Parlay Play I like is the top and bottom um, bet of Manchester United to win. Sorry, I keep saying Manchester City to win the league and Sheffield United to finish bottom. That's a price of uh, 92 bars. It's a little parlay play. That's what I would be playing at parlayplay.io. Uh, use the promo code SGP there for a 100% deposit bonus of $200. That's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. And Chelsea to win the FA Cup, Baz R. 8 to 1. And you can get 8 10 to 1. 10 to 1 to win the EFL Cup. So uh, options there if you fancy to win something. They're only 7-1 to one in my shop, Baz. You lost out on a point if you back them with me. I mean, if you want to um, back any trophy, 3-1, to one, that seems a little bit stingy. I'd rather back the Carabao and the FA Cup individually. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100% agree. Completely agree. Um, Fantasy League, Baz. Um, we've got a listener league, so if there are any uh, new listeners here, Chelsea supporters, um, and if you're a fantasy player, come and have a game in our league. Uh, it's free to play. We've got some prizes. We've got 150 quid in cash for you. Uh, we've got some merch available from the store. We've got the Egg in a Cup Cup and all the glory that that involves. Um, the code you need for the league is CVVQAB. That is Cucurella Viali Viali. Quantity Abraham Babayaro. No cues, pass again. If there's no cues, absolutely stymies me. So I went with quantity due to the sign, the quantity of players at the sign. Uh, so CVV, QAB, uh, Celestine, Babi, Aro, Baz, he was shite, wasn't he? He was for us. I think he done all right at Chelsea, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did all right at Chelsea. That's why we bought him. And then, like everyone else that we bought in that period of time, uh, continued to be crap. Uh, Baz, you're the FPL expert. Give us some Chelsea players to pick. Um. Yes. Um, in in defence, I think Chilwell and Rhys James are, are both be popular. Two strong attacking fullbacks, good potential for attacking returns. They're both at five and a half million, um, and at least one of them will definitely prove to be worth that five and a half million. I've currently got Chilwell in my lineup. Um, Rhys James just struggled with injuries. He was in and out of things last year. And I couldn't seem to time it right. You know, he'd have a good couple of good weeks, I'd sign him, then he'd be missing with injury for three or four weeks. I've never got Rhys James right at any point. So I've I've steered towards Chilwell for that reason. 
Um, I mean, if staying fit, then, then Reese James would probably be the, the preferred option, to be honest. Um, Colwell, if he's starting regularly in that centre-back spot, at four and a half million for a Chelsea defender, he would be an absolute bargain and he will suddenly appear in many teams. I think you might have had him in your first draft, whether he is or not, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, Colwell's definitely another one in the defence. Nothing really jumps out in midfield. I think, yeah, important for players that haven't played before. You know, Enzo Fernandez is a quality player and he comes with a big price tag. But for fantasy purposes, he doesn't, he's not, he's not going to get you much. So the players you would look at in midfield would be the likes of Sterling. But I think it's probably a little bit pricey at 7 million. It's the cheapest Sterling's ever been in the game. But particularly now they've added some attacking depth. Um, Sterling doesn't really appeal to me at this this point. I'd want to see how they're setting up and how regular Sterling is playing. So that brings us to the two forwards. Um, there's, there seems to be a big push amongst sort of content creators. Everyone seems to suggest you have to have a Chelsea attacker in your team. Um, and, and a lot of that comes down to the fixtures. They've got a really nice run of fixtures. They've got Liverpool on the opening day, but after that, it's West Ham, Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, Villa. So a nice little four-game stretch where you could you could have potential to get some points. So Jackson is at seven million, and Nkunku at seven and a half million. Both had good pre-seasons, although Nkunku has picked up an injury. Um, so you'd have to sort of see how he's faring on the injury front before putting him in. And Kunku currently sits, he seemed to be in everyone's squad when he sits. I mean, we've mentioned on the fantasy stuff, you look at all the content creators on Twitter and it's just copy and paste the same team. And the template, Baz. There was even an athletic article out yesterday. Did you see it? It said, uh, what is the template and why you should fear it? Yeah, um, yeah the bleeding template. So Nkunku so, was the, the template. He, everyone had him in. Um, him or Jesus was the two two options, and, and both of them have managed to pick up an injury. But I think, having watched the um, the friendlies for Chelsea, more and more people are leaning towards Jackson now, who looks like he's going to play as the central striker. He's also had a good preseason for them. So at the moment, Nkunku's in 14% of live teams, and Jackson is in 10% of teams. Reasonably high numbers at yeah, this definitely. stage. Um, I haven't got either of them and I'm leaning towards starting without either of them because it's a tough first game against Liverpool if they go and beat Liverpool on that first day and look really really exciting then suddenly I might be looking to switch I, I think I'd probably go with Watkins at the moment um, and, and it might be that quickly switch so I'll be able to move from, from one to the other but I think at the cheaper price Jackson looks the best option at the moment he'd appeal more to me he appears he's going to be the central striker. And Kunku can play there or he can play just off uh, as a second striker. But um, yeah, it remains to be seen. But Jackson at 7 million, if he starts the season well, will be a good mid-priced striker. Yeah, there are, you've got loads of options. What we were laughing at earlier on with the squad size was we came on and I said to you, Bas, why? Where is Kunku on the list? He's not on the list. I don't understand. And it's because the list stretches to a second page and I haven't bothered looking on the second. I couldn't find the second page. I clicked on all the players whose names I'm not familiar with thinking that he might be hyphenated or something. Um, and I couldn't find him anywhere. So I was looking all over. It turns out they've got that many players. It stretches to a second page. Um, so, uh, but I think there's more reliable options than those Chelsea in the front half of the pitch. Like you say, Nkunku and Jackson. 
you're looking at Ollie Watkins. And then there's loads of those kind of seven and a half million pound midfielders um, who I think I'd be starting with ahead of them. However, pivoting to Chelsea players is certainly something that uh, you'll be looking to do like almost immediately if they if they go well. But having said that, I think it might take them a little time to to get settled. Then that'll be reflected in my team. It's a defender that you'll want. Um, actually, I did write down the name of Conor Gallagher because I think he's really cheap. He's uh, he's five and a half million when really I think he should be in that same bracket as all the other six and a halves. The Almirons and Harvey Barnes and Matomas and people like that. Um, I think if Conor Gallagher, again, it's will he get a game or not? Uh, but you could save a mill there on Gallagher. He's a good player. And you're right, I have got Levi Colwell in my draft at the moment, four and a half million. Uh, excellent player. I had a great time with Brighton last year. Um, and I think he'll start. So yeah, interesting, but they, they would be my uh, they would be my players. And yeah, I mean Gallagher, I think, yeah, Gallagher is a he in the season he had with Palace was a really, really good option. He was five and a half million to start that season. He got 140 points, eight goals and six assists. Um as I say he started that price again. So we know he's got the potential, it's just whether he gets the game time. So definitely a watch and brief for Gallagher. Um, but at that price, five and a half million, he could become a, a an option, as you say, uh, if he starts to play regularly. He definitely want to consider. Um, I think Baz, we've got it covered. Uh, anything else uh, you'd like us to add? Nothing else Chelsea related. No. Nothing else Chelsea related. Okay. Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, um, come and join us again if you found us for the first time in all the usual spots. And uh, we give out our, our picks for the weekend. Barry smashed the daylights out of the uh, opening day of the EFL at the weekend. And we did okay last year. We had more good days than bad. So come along, we'll give you our better thoughts. There might be something that tickles your fancy. And otherwise, we'll generally talk a bit of lifestyle and, uh, and all sorts of silliness. So if you enjoyed it, uh, and if you do come back, give us a like and a rate, a review, all that sort of stuff. Cheers, Barry. Uh, three more to go, mate. Uh, we've nearly yeah. done it. And then it'll be football time on Friday. Um, thanks, Baz. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with any bets. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. 